0: Well if you turn your Bibles to Jude, vamos a la carta de Judas, es la último carta antes del libro de Apocalipsis, it's the last letter right toward the end, right before um, Revelation. Y pues nos vamos a enfocar nomás en los primer dos versículos, we're going to focus today on the first two uh, verses. We're going to go through the card. Vamos a uh, por el todo el carta entero, pero vamos a pensar con los dos versículos como como introducción. We're going to go obviously through the whole letter in our time together every morning, but we're going to start with the first two verses as our introduction. And the title of today's uh, word message, el título de nuestro mensaje es recuerda tu identidad en Cristo. Is to remember your identity in Christ. So voy a leer 1 1 hasta 2, Jude, verses 1 and 2. I will read it in English and Spanish. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who have been called, who are loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ, Mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Judas, siervo de Jesucristo y hermano de Jacobo, a los que son amados por Dios el Padre, guardados por Jesucristo y llamados a la salvación, que reciban misericordia, paz y amor en obediencia. You know, as I... you know, the letter of Jude, la carta de Judas, pues es muy pequeña. It's a, it's a small letter, pero hay mucho verdad, doctrina, ánimo en esta carta pequeña. There's a lot of truth, doctrine, warnings, uh, and encouragement in this one small letter. <clears throat> so I don't know how long we'll be in it. No sé cuánto tiempo vamos a tomar dentro de esta carta, but like we always do, we go one verse at a time. Como siempre hacemos, vamos un versículo al tiempo. And so first, we probably need to talk about, well, who is Jude? ¿Quién es Judas? Pues el nombre Judas, pues en Hebreo es Judah or Judas. Uh, you know, in Hebrew, Jude is either sometimes transliterated as Judah, or Judas, or in this occasion, Jude. <clears throat> And we see in the verse, verse, vemos aquí en el primer versículo que dice, Judas, siervo de Jesucristo, y hermano de Jacobo. We see here that Jude identifies himself as one, a servant of Jesus Christ, and a brother of James. Pues está declarando que es hermano de Jacobo, you know, está diciendo algo que, pues, yo pienso que los demás que están leyendo deben Entender, identificar. I think when someone says, hey, I'm the brother of James, they're saying and identifying that you should probably know who this James is. That's how I'm known. You know, uh, it, it, and so I think, you know, quién who are some of the James that we know in the Bible? And I think, you know, uh, church history and tradition, la historia y la tradición de la iglesia, nos dice que pues está hablando de Jacobo uh, el hermano, medio hermano, de Jesucristo. You know, it's uh, referred to as James, the half-brother of Jesus Christ. So Judas es el hermano de Jacobo. Igualmente, él es el medio hermano de Jesucristo. As he is the half-brother of James, that obviously makes him also the half-brother of Christ. We see this, in, uh, for instance, in Matthew 13:55. Uh, the list of his four, bro- four half-brothers. Vemos de Mateo 13, versículo 55, la lista de los cuatro medio hermanos de Jesucristo. I'm going to read it here in Spanish. ¿No es acaso el hijo del carpintero? ¿No se llama su madre María y no son sus hermanos, Jacobo, José, Simón, y Judas? You see the four brothers mentioned. Uh, it says his uh, it says uh, Jacobo Jose uh, Simon and Judas and in some translations Jacobo is translated Santiago you know but in the new international version la nueva uh, version internacional dice Jacobo because James in Hebrew in hebreo puede ser Jacobo or lo en español Santiago or we say in James that's why uh, you know, when you hear in Spanish Judas, you think of Judas of Iscariot. And so it's just some of the uh, transliteration from English to Spanish. But no se confunden nadie, so that no one will be confused why I'm saying Jacobo or Judas in Spanish. So este hermano Jacobo, or Santiago, era un líder de la iglesia en la ciudad de Jerusalem muy popular. James was one of the leaders of the leaders of the church that was very uh, well known in the city of Jerusalem. it was pues, habla de él el hechos, Corintios, Galatas, en varios ocasiones, various occasions he's mentioned in Acts, Corinthians, Galatians. And so Judas a decir que pues soy el hermano de Jacobo, Santiago, to say he is the brother of of uh, James, he's saying that that you should know who James is, therefore know who I am. In decir eso, a saber que somos parte de la familia carnal de Jesucristo, that we are part of the, the fleshly blood family of Jesus Christ, siendo medio hermano. Porque tienen la madre, pero diferente padre. Obviously they had the same mother, but different fathers, so that's why they're called half-brothers. Y pues sabemos que antes de la resurrección, que sus hermanos, sus medio hermanos, no creyeron en Jesucristo como salvador, como Señor, hijo de Dios. We read in Scripture that his brothers, his half brothers, prior to the resurrection, did not believe uh, in Jesus Christ as the Lord, Savior. Uh, We see this in Mark 3:21. Vemos eso en Marcos, capítulo 3, versículo 21. Dice. Cuando se enteraron sus parientes salieron a hacerse cargo de él, porque decían: Esta fuera de se. They said that you know uh, this 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 uh, this brother of theirs, Jesus, is out of his mind. Porque no creyeron en ese tiempo todavía que Jesús era el hijo de Dios y el Salvador del mundo. They did not believe at that time that he was the son of God much less a savior of the world. But sabemos después de la resurrección, we know that after the resurrection, que sí, uh, sus hermanos uh, nacieron de nuevo. Ya eran creyentes. We know that after the resurrection that uh, his half-brothers did come to believe in Christ. Vemos en Hechos, capítulo 1, versículo 14, we see in Acts chapter 1, verse 14, says, todos en un mismo espíritu, Se dedicaban a la oración juntos con las mujeres y con los hermanos de Jesús y su madre María. So we see in Acts one fourteen that uh, they come together in one spirit, dedicating themselves to prayer together with, it says, the women and the brothers of Jesus and their mother Mary. And we also see in First Corinthians chapter nine verse five. but Igualmente uh, vemos en 1 Corintios. Capítulo 9, versículo 5. Dice, Vemos a menos a dos de sus hermanos convertirse en misioneros si cree que una de ellos es Judas. So we see here that as they went off in pairs, we see that Jesus's brothers converted to missionaries. And, you know, we uh, we believe that uh, one of them was Jude. So, es un poco de la historia de este, este medio hermano de Jesucristo. This is a little bit of just the backstory of who Jude is. Uh, he's not an apostle, no es un apostle, pero por su relación con Jesucristo y también con Santiago, Jacobo, pues eso es donde viene la autoridad de esta carta primero. You know, he was an apostle, but being uh, the half brother of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the brother of James, of Jerusalem, this is where the authority of this letter comes from. And that's why it's part of our Bible. es porque es parte de nuestra Biblia. Más para saber, entender ¿quién es este hombre? To better understand who is this man who wrote this. Y pues, ahora la pregunta es, ¿en qué tiempo? Now the question might be, well, in what time was this written? Well, this letter was written toward the end of the first century. La carta daba escrita hasta las finales del siglo primero. Muchos dan un fecha de 60 hasta 80. So people give different dates ranging from 60 to 80 AD. Uh, so era el fin, cerca del fin del primer siglo. We can at least deduce that it was written toward the end of the first century. Y, pues, la pregunta es, ¿qué es la tema? The question might be now, what is the, the theme? Y hay varios, and there's, there's various ones. Uno que vamos a ver está escribiendo sobre un grupo de, pues, uh, maestros falsos que están enseñando doctrinas falsos, que está, dan, está dando daño a hermanos en sus familias, He's writing one against false teachers who are teaching against the truth, and these false teachings are hurting families and brothers. Um, and you might ask, well, how does false teaching hurt a brother or his family, a sister or her family? puede destruir, enseñanzas a una familia Well, you know, in our day and time, porque pues los la verdad no cambia? A veces los enseñan falsos sí. You know, truth, God's truth, never changes. Uh, false teaching can change according to the culture, and that's part of why it's false, because it's not consistent, and it's not true. I'll give you an example, though, maybe a falsehood that, that is being taught now that could affect a family, and I can think of several in particular. Por ejemplo, que un enseñan falso Que yo sé ahorita, está afectando unas cristianos, qué sexo son. You know, one that I know it's, like I mentioned, is hurting families, Christian families, Christian parents, as they're trying to raise and disciple their children, is the, the false teaching that a young man or woman can pick and identify what sex they are. Um, I know of Christian parents who are struggling with that with their children as they're trying to raise them up in the fear of the Lord. So false teachings can bring harm to Christian families. Enseñanzas falsas pueden traer daño a una familia cristiano. And so, for instance, you know, eso es el primer tema que Judas está escribiendo contra. That's the first maybe theme that Jude. Is right and against. También está diciendo que los vas a conocer esos esos maestros falsos, no nomás por sus enseñanzas, pero también por su vida en sus frutos. A lo mejor van a vivir una vida inmoral. He secondly says that you'll know them not just by what they teach, that it's against what is true, but secondly, you'll recognize them by their fruits and the way that they live. Um, you will see that maybe they live a very immoral lifestyle but i think who look at la al a la iglesia a los cristianos para que se pueden mantenerse en tener victoria en medio ese tiempo en el tiempo que tenemos nosotros es primero recordar quién son ellos es más importante quién es dios i think what jude teaches in this letter so that they'll be able to navigate and persevere among those false teachings in that, in that time and that culture. And I think it applies to us even now, is that they need to remember who they are in Christ, and even more importantly, who God is. Y a saber quién son en Cristo, quién es Dios, van a mantenerse en tener victoria en medio esos tiempos de dificultad Que a veces se va a mirar que, pues, los han tenido la victoria. I think in knowing who Christ is, who they are in Christ, most importantly, and who God is, they will be able to have victory in a culture that will sometimes look like that which is false is winning. And so I think that's the, some of the themes that we'll see in this letter as we go through it. Esos van a ser unos los enseñanzas que vamos a ver Durante esta carta uh, por medio, pues, uh, la anciano de Judas. And the thing is, you know, I, I think back to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Regreso me pienso de la Sermón de Monte. And Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount that there will be false teachers. Que he, uh, en el Sermón de Jesús dijo que van a venir que maestros falsos, profetas falsos. Y van a ser como lobos. And he describes, and he says, they will be what? Like wolves. If you read first and second Peter, Peter says the same thing. Peter, in his old age, writing some of his last writings and communications, says, beware of false teachers. You know, Pedro, ya anciano, sus últimos años, escribiendo sus últimos comunicaciones a la iglesia, habla El dice alegre, deben tener cuidado, hay enseñanzas falsos, maestros falsos, y van a venir. Peter says they will come. Jude doesn't say what Peter and Jesus said, that they're going to come. Jude says they're already here. Judas no dice que van a venir, él dice que ya han llegado. And I think even in our day and culture, uh, they're here and they're around. So, for instance, let's jump into the text. Vamos a brincar en el texto. Ya hablamos del versículo uno, ¿Quién es Judas? Ya después de la resurrección, es creyente. Y por ser creyente, ése identifica como qué? Siervo. We see first in verse one, as we talked about, that Jude, prior to the resurrection, was not a believer, afterwards was, and he identifies himself as what? A servant. Uh, and then he says, brother of James. And then the, rest of the, the second part of verse 1 is where we're going to land for a little bit. El segundo Padre, versículo 1, dice, A los que son amados por Dios, el Padre, guardados por Jesucristo y amados a la salvación, to those who have been called, who are loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. We're going to focus on three descriptions that Jude gives to tell these Christians, this is who you are. Vamos a enfocarnos en los tres frases, tres palabras que Judas escriba aquí para que los creyentes se recuerden quién son. And these are words that, if you're familiar with scripture, they should be very familiar to us. If conoces la palabra de Dios, escuchado y leído la palabra, debe ser algo similar o que conoces, vamos a decir, uh, en tu tiempo. And so let's start with the first one. Vamos a iniciar con el primero. Called those who have been called by God. Los que han sido llamados. We see that as the first description. The word called communicates the idea of being personally chosen or selected. God has called believers to himself. He has set apart and chosen them as his children. La palabra llamado comunica la idea de ser elegido. O seleccionado personalmente. Dios ha llamado a los creyentes a sí mismo. Los ha apartado y elegido como hijos suyos. So we see there in the word called, it's specific. Es algo específico cuando dice llamado. And so, for instance, the first word describing the believer, primera palabra hablando del creyente es llamado. Is means we are the called. We think of the word church, la palabra iglesia, que en nombre de nuestra iglesia, ecclesia, the name of our church, ecclesia, means. The called out ones, los que están llamados. Y pues no estamos estamos llamados, por quien? Por Dios. We're specifically called out by who? By God. And so when we're called, cuando decimos que somos llamados, this is God's special internal call, where he awakens the human will and gives spiritual life given the once dead sinner, the ability to embrace the gospel by faith. Esta llamada especial eternal, pues es la llamada que da vida al pecador que está muerto. La da es la habilidad a que recibir el evangelio que viene de fe. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we we uh, we read scripture. Leemos escritura que dice que el que llama al señor, he who calls out to the Lord. Y pues muchas veces, igualmente vemos en la Escritura, que antes de uno, uno que llame al Señor, Dios los da que un nuevo corazón. Before they call out to the Lord, because they're dead, son muertos. God gives them a new heart, and that new heart gives them the ability, the capacity to cry out to God. Ese nuevo corazón los da que la habilidad y la capacidad a llamar a Jesus. But that new heart, ese nuevo corazón que Dios nos da, nos da cuando el primer momento que nos llama a nosotros. That new heart that gives us the ability to call out to him is the result of first God calling us. Y muchas veces la confusión a veces por medio de hermanos en ese orden. Uh, the confusion times, and, and when it comes to, we're talking about that order, of salvation, I, 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 I think a lot of times, uh pasado semana, it happened to me this week while I was studying, so I thought about this. You know, you call somebody, because they called you. Llámese a hermano or un amigo, o familia, porque llamaron a ti primero. And you call them, and you're like, hey, man, what's up? Hey, que tal? They're like, what's up? They, they come back to you like, que tal? what's up? And you're like, I'm calling you back. And they're like, no, 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 I didn't call you, you called me. You know, la confusión, porque tú las estás llamando para atrás a ellos, and so ellos están esperando que tú vas a decir algo, pero tú estás respondiendo a su llamada, esperando que ellos respondan. And so you see the confusion. You're calling them, and they're like, hey, man, you called me when you're returning their phone call. And you see that with Christians sometimes. You know, parte es un falte de discipulado, y no más, en verdad, tiempo en las Escrituras, Y entender que Dios es el autor, en el inicia, siempre lo obra. En nosotros llamamos a él respondiendo, porque qué, el que el que no tiene vista, que es ciego, Dios que la vista. El que está muerto, que necesita algo afuera de él que le da vida. Because we see in Scripture very clear that, you know what, the blind cannot give themselves sight. We need sight to see Jesus, and the dead cannot give themselves life. We need something outside of us to breathe life into us. And so, when we say that, estamos usando las palabras, la doctrina que es somos llamados, and that's what the doctrine that supports the idea and the word that what we are called. I'm gonna read a few verses that support more this idea que se portan más este idea. 25. Nos dio vida con Cristo, aun cuando estábamos muertos en pecados, por gracia ustedes han sido salvos. You know, we read today in our New Testament reading, 1 Peter 2:9. Primera de Pedro, capítulo 2, versículo 9. Pero ustedes son linaje escogido, real sacerdocio, Nación santa, pueblo que pertenece a Dios, para que proclaman las obras maravillosas de aquel que los llamó de las tinieblas a su luz admirable. First Peter two nine says you are what a chosen generation. Then toward the end it says you were called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Uh, Acts 16, 14, Hechos, capítulo 16, 14. Uno de ellas que se llamaba Lidia, adoraba a Dios, era de la ciudad de Tetería y vendría de telas uh, purpura. Mientras escuchaba el Señor, le abri- abrió el corazón para que respondería al mensaje de Pablo. So we see in Acts 6.14 we have Lydia who was a seller, seller of purple fabrics. And we see what God opened her heart so that she could respond to the message from Paul. So primero como cristianos decimos siempre saber que somos llamados somos escogidos we must always, as Christians, remember that we are called. That God, what, has chosen us. And, and, and that is not to give us a spirit of arrogance. Because the work of salvation is not a work of the flesh. Eso la So we use the word Grace. Because it's not a work of the flesh. Y no es nada que Dios ve en ti que puedes dar a Él. And eso es porque te salvó. That's because there's not anything in you that God saved you that He needed. Eso es porque dijimos es amor. That's what we call that love. Porque nos, nos salvó, nos abro nuestros corazones a responder a Él un día, a nacer de nuevo por su gracia y por su amor. That's why we say that he gave, he uh, opened our hearts, gave us new life. We were born again because of his great grace and his love. So first, in the midst of times where falsehood, false teaching, appears to be winning. cuando a veces es un tiempo, como en ese tiempo, cuando en ese tiempo a veces. Si mira como los enseñanzas falsos están ganando. La iglesia, verdadero, Necesita recordarse primero que Dios está en el trono y que Dios nos salvó. Y por eso somos los llamados. In a time where it appears that falsehood and false teaching appear to be winning. We need to remember that God is on the throne and that God saves. And that he saved us and that's why we are the called. Secondly, segundo vemos en el versículo. A los que son amados por Dios, el Padre, segundo... Uh, Pues en español dice guardados, pero vamos a ir a a los que son amados por Dios. Uh, We're going to go to where in English it's secondly where it says who are loved in God the Father. We already covered those who are called, now who are loved in God the Father. So somos amados, we are loved, and loved by who? God the Father, somos amados por Dios el Padre. So God saves believers, first of all, because he loves them, based completely on his sovereign pleasure and for reasons beyond human comprehension. Dios salva a los querentes primero porque los ama, basado completamente en su soberano, placer, y por razones más allá de la comprensión humana. Beyond human com- comprehension. Um, you know as I get to know pastors in, in, in my life, voy conociendo pastores en mi,", tiempo, en mi vida, I always see that, man, God has a sense of humor. Dios. <laughs> God has a sense of humor because you see the men uh, that God chooses to use. They're not perfect. they're broken, and they need a lot of help. But then God puts them with a good wife at times los da una esposa, man, que los ayuda, gracias a Dios, pero también en manera que Dios los usa a a levantar su iglesia, the way that God uses them, to what? Lift up his church. And you see that that shows that God loves pastors. God loves you. Porque no nos ama porque tenemos algo a dar a él. Like I mentioned, God does not love us because we have something to give him. And I don't know if you've ever been in the midst of a song, praising God. No sé si has pasado en medio de una canción alabando al Señor y piensas de su amor y ni la puedes entender. As you're singing, you think about his love. That's, a, that's the purpose of a good song, a theological sound song, is it what to focus you on God and his love and say, man, I don't even understand it. Qué Dios me ha salvado a mí? Why did God save me? And I think of what David said in the Psalms. I me recuerdo David dice en los Salmos. Who is man that you are thoughtful of him? ¿Quién es el hombre que de él? And so if we see that first the, the Christian who is called, he is love. Even when they were rebels, he chose to make them his children incluso cuando eran rebeldes los eligió para que fueran sus hijos we see this in Romans 5:8 Romanos 5:8 pero Dios demostró su amor por nosotros en esto en que cuando todavía éramos pecadores Cristo murió por nosotros we see that in Romans 5:8 that even while we were yet sinners Christ what still died for sinners, for us. So Dios, por su amor, mandó su hijo a morir por humanos, personas rebeldes, por su gran amor, by his great love. He loved us before time. Nos amó antes del tiempo. Ephesians 1.4, Ephesians 1.4, says, dice, Dios nos escojó En el antes de la creación del mundo para que seamos santos y sin mancha delante de el en amor. Ephesians 1 says that what God called us before the foundations of the world so that we could be holy without stain in him in love. So the love that the Father has for us, that God has for us, el amor que Dios tiene por nosotros. He, it's a love that is before time. Es un amor que es antes del tiempo. First John 3, 1 John 3.1, 1 Juan 3.1, dice, Fíjense que gran amor nos ha dado el Padre, que es, que nos llame hijos de Dios, en que lo somos, somos el mundo no nos conoce, En lo que a él. So in 1 John 31, he says, he says, Behold, what great love the Father has for us. Lastly, we see it also in, in Jesus' prayer in John 17. Final lo vemos en la oración de Jesucristo, en Juan 17. Verses 22 to 26. Versículo 22 hasta 26. Dice, Yo les les he dado la gloria que me distes para que sean uno, así como nosotros somos uno, yo en ellos y tú en mí. Permita que alcancen la perfección en la unidad y así el mundo reconozca que tú me has enviaste y que que los has amado a ellos tal como me has amado a mí. Padre, Quiero que los que me has dado estén conmigo donde yo estoy. Que vean mi gloria, la gloria que me has dado porque me amaste desde antes de la creación del mundo. Padre justo, aunque el mundo no te conoce, yo yo, sí te conozco. Y estos reconocen que tú me has enviaste. Yo les he dado a conocer quién eres. Jesus' prayer to the Father, the Son of God, communicating with the Father God. His prayer in these verses is that, Father, the love you have had for me before creation, that that love you have for me would be in them. So God the Father... By the Son, is, is called to love us like he loved the Son. Eso es un amor profundo y que en verdad no podemos entender. That's a love that is profound and deep. And unless you're a lot better than I, we cannot understand. Que Dios, el Padre, de manera que Él ama, Dios el Hijo. That is how God the Father, the way he loves the Son, is the way he loves those who are called, those who are his church. Deep, eternal, beyond human comprehension. And so these these Christians, these believers, in times where falsehood is being taught, Entendemos que la enseñanza falsas las la están enseñando y predicando. Que ellos deben recordarse que son llamados y amados por Dios. In these times, they should remember that they are called and also loved by God. Third and lastly, kept, kept for Jesus Christ. Guardado, guardado por Jesucristo. Let's read it again here in our text. It says, to those who have been called, we covered, who are loved in God the Father, we just talked about, and kept for Jesus Christ. A los que son amados por Dios el Padre, guardado por Jesucristo, y amados por la salvación. So the last word is kept. El último palabra es guardado. Kept means to pay attention to. Keep under guard and maintain. Significa guardado. Significa prestar atención y mantener bajo vigilancia y mantener. That means God is what? us unnecessarily. Escuchas en los Salmos. You hear in the Psalms, he who never sleeps. El que nunca duerma. He who never rests. El que nunca descansa. That is language of guarding, keeping. Esa es lengua de que Dios nos está guardando. You know, a simple everyday example that comes to mind, you know, Mateo's five weeks old and he's beginning to move. And so when my wife needs to go do something, Robert, pay attention, watch him, be on guard, keep him. Mi esposa con la ley se va, y necesita ir a hacer algo, o ir al baño, o agarrar algo. Robert, pon atención. Guarda. ¿Quién? El bebé, para que no se estime. so he doesn't hurt himself. ¿Es not a picture of God the Father with his adopted sons and daughters? ¿Qué es un retrato de Dios el Padre a sus hijos y hijas adoptados? But God never fails. Que Dios nunca falla. En su amor es perfecto. And his love is perfect. So wh- that's, why, that's why you read in the song, vemos en los salmos, el que nunca duerma, el que nunca descansa. He, that's why the song say, he who what, never sleeps. He who what, never rests. Because God is all powerful. Dios es todopoderoso. So when we hear this, when escuchamos eso, we should know that, we are secure. They want to conocer que somos seguro. Not because I like, and I like Sproul. He puts it better than I do. He says we are secure not because we hold tightly to Jesus, but because he holds tightly to us. Sproul, un pastor, dice. Estamos seguros no porque somos afaremos con fuerza a Jesús. Sino porque él nos afera con fuerza. You are kept by a God who is powerful. And yes, we, we, we grab onto Jesus with our weak hands and our weak passions and our weak hearts. Nos caramos de Jesús con nuestras manos débiles, nuestros corazones frágiles. Pero la razón porque seguimos creyentes, seguimos en la fe. The reason we continue in the faith and, and believing in him Es porque el Señor nos gara de nosotros. Because God the Father holds on to us. I know my heart. And my heart is frail. I love the Lord, I do. But I know my heart. Si amo el Señor, pero yo conozco mi corazón. Y siempre a veces la escuchas de mí cuando estamos orando. You hear from me son, when I'm praying. When I'm praying for you. That the Lord will sustain you. We're praying that what? God will keep you. Que Dios te guardará. And so, for instance, we see here that the believer has assurance, que tiene seguridad. read John six thirty-seven 37 to 40. Juan 6, versículo 37 hasta 40. Dice: Todos los que el Padre me ha, me da, vendrá a mí. Y al que a mí me viene, no le rechazo porque he bajado del cielo no para hacer mi voluntad sino del que me envió y esta es la voluntad de que me envió que yo no pierda nada de lo que él me ha dado sino que lo recicité en el día final porque la voluntad de mi padre es que todo lo que él que reconozca al hijo y cree en él tenga vida eterna y yo la resucitaré en el día final. Jesus is saying those whom the Father has given me. Los que Dios el Padre ha llamado, ha escogido que ha dado al Hijo. Ese versículo dice, no voy a perder ni uno. He's saying here in this verse Jesus that those whom God has called that he has given to the Son. He says, it is God's will that I will not lose not one of them. Your assurance, tu seguridad, es en los manos de Dios. Your assurance is in what? The hands of God. And you know, a lot of times when we talk about this, you know, there's this, this tension. Hay esta tensión en mi voluntad y la voluntad de Dios. There's this tension that comes up about my will and the will of God. For me, it's really easy. Philippians 2, 14 through 16. Philippians 2, versículo 14 hasta 16. It says, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. It's un imperativo. It's an imperative. Debes hacer algo. Trabajar. Tu salvación. Con temor. You're supposed to do something. But the verse right after it. The original, después eso. Paul says, But know that it's not you. That it's the Lord working in you. Hace que si estás haciendo algo por tu voluntad. Pablo dice, reconoces que cuando estás trabajando, manteniendo tu salvación, es Dios obrando en ti. It's a mystery. We're told to do something, but Paul says, know that when you're doing it, that's God working in you. And why, is it, why do you think that's said? So that you don't glory in it. And so you give glory to where it belongs. Para que no glories en eso, pero das la gloria donde debe estar, en Dios. And that's why scripture is very clear. Salvation is of the Lord. Las scriptures son muy claros que salvación es del Señor. And so the Christian... The believer should rest and identify and know who he is. Debe descansar and identify en quien es. Es llamado por Dios. Es amado por Dios. Y Dios nos guardará. The Christian should rest and believe that what? You're called by him. How sweet. Que tan dulce es eso. And that you are loved with a Godly, eternal love. Amado por un, Dios, un amor eterno en profundo. And then what? God guards you, keeps you. Dios te guarda. But, you know, I'm going to read this last verse, and then we'll pray. Verse 2, versículo 2. Mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Que reciban misericordia, paz y amor en obediencia. We see another three-worded phrase. And it's a prayer for Jude to the believer. Es una oración de Judas al creyente. That you would have mercy. Que tienes misericordia. And mercy is you get what you don't deserve. Real simple. Que recibamos lo que no somos digno de. And you know, Ephesians 2, I always remember, is we are born children of wrath. Somos nacidos, hijos de ira. Pero por su gracia somos hijos de Dios. We are born children of wrath, but by God's grace we become children of God. Peace. Paz. I remember what Jesus says. I give you peace, but not peace like the world gives. So they paz, pero no paz como el mundo da. It is a peace that even in good times, but especially in bad times, what sustains us. Es el paz que durante tiempos buenos, sí, pero en tiempos duros nos mantiene. And that's why Jesus is called Prince of Peace. Por llamamos a Jesús Príncipe de Paz. Porque es el fuente, nuestro, because he is the fountain, the source of our faith. And then once again he reiterates love. Dice aquí otra vez el amor. And then he doesn't just pray for these things upon them. He says, yours in abundance. Y amor y misericordia y paz que en obediencia. Doesn't Jesus say, I came to give you life, but life abundantly. Que no Jesús dijo, Vino a darte vida, pero vida en obedancia. And so we see here in this small introduction. Vemos aquí en esta pequeña introducción. Que los creyentes necesitan recordarse de, de identificar en Cristo. He tells these Christians they need to remember to identify, find their identity in Christ. Porque cuando uno sabe quién es en Cristo... ¿Y ¿Quién es Dios, su Padre? ¿Quién es el Hijo de Dios? Pues cuando vienen los tiempos difíciles y cuando a veces se mira con mayoría del mundo en cultura, no cree lo que tú crees. Sabes que Dios que ha, te ha llamado, Dios que, que te llama, Él te va a guardar. So when, you, as he, Jude says this to this group of Christians, that may be in a time in a world where they feel like Everyone believes something they don't. And no one believes what they believe. But when you know who you are in the Lord, during that kind of culture, that kind of climate, you know the God who has called you, the God who loves you, is the same God who will keep and guard you. And it uh, reminds you of a, of a song we sing. We, we sing some good songs. That's what I'm trying to sing. Uh, that song and we sang at worship night if you weren't there we missed you uh, he holds me fast and that's uh, based on what we find here I think in Jude not just in this verse but also as we get to it at the end so let's pray so let's pray